Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Today I want to talk about an I want to talk about something that doesn't happen very often. Uh, and that's the fact that typically when you get a good movie, it has to start from source material that's much broader. Uh, in the mainstream, it's a book. Maybe it's a short story that's expanded. Uh, or it's a comic book or something of that media. So it's a written media that is expanded into a movie franchise or at least a movie. Uh, typically... Whenever you have a uh, a book, a novel that's an adaptation of a of a movie, it's not that good. <laughs> Let's be very honest; they're not that good. Uh, it's because you're trying to take a limited scope and trying to broaden it into something more, and it just it usually doesn't work. You hear a lot of people say the book was better than the movie. Well, the book is almost always going to be better than the movie simply because you have a much broader scope to, to bring that to life. You're limited about two hours uh, to introduce everything, introduce all the problems and the resolution in that time frame, unless you're given the rights to do a um, trilogy where you get to spread it out a little bit more. Maybe it's a little better uh, in that respect, like Lord of the Rings, um, whereas The Hobbit was three movies and really didn't need to be three movies. Uh, so I want to talk today about something that started as a movie – and has made what I think is uh, a compelling, at least to this point, a compelling comic book franchise. And you're going to laugh because this isn't new. <laughs> this is Star Wars. Uh, and I know in the 70s and early 80s, uh, Marvel had the licensing rights to a Star Wars comic book. And I read it. And it was okay. But that was in a time when you were starved, starved for Star Wars stuff. From 1977 on... We were starved for anything Star Wars related. So we took anything that was out there. If you're a Star Wars fan, we took anything that was out there and we ate it up because it was out there. This is this is the same group of people, fans, who took the Kenner placeholding cardboard in place of actual action figures because they didn't think they would actually sell more than available for Christmas after Star Wars came out in The New Hope, uh, Episode 4. So you're looking at a group of people who truly are fans. So we took what we were given. Dark Horse took over the Star Wars run for a number, well, almost 20 years, I believe. And it turned out that they did a pretty good job of it. But it, it was it still lacked a little something. It, I mean, it was there, but it was, again, this was under George Lucas's direction. And George Lucas, we can all admit, isn't much of a screenwriter. He doesn't give a lot of backstory so it's not usually awesome from what he's doing um, Lucasfilm was sold to Disney so they're also the Marvel company and Marvel decided at the beginning of 2015 to begin publishing some Star Wars comics um, and, and this is obviously it's a tie in for what's coming in December which is the Force Awakens episode 7 of Star Wars so we know that it's a marketing machine. There's a stock. There's a tie-in. There's everything. So I want to read you what the blurb from um, Marvel says. 
says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the adventures of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, and more continues. Set following the events of Episode Four, A New Hope, Marvel's ongoing Star Wars comic reveal new stories featuring these classic characters. And the quote is, the most epic sci-fi saga of all time has come home to Marvel. Referencing that they were there in, in the 70s when George Lucas licensed it to them. Well, Fox licensed it to them originally. Um, now, here's the interesting part. You would think, okay, this is going to pick up in the in-between years. In the in-between years from the end of Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. And kind of, but not quite. Uh, the prequels dealt with how Darth Vader became Darth Vader and how Princess Leia and Luke were created, uh, although you didn't see them, uh, to the, the three movies that most adults would recognize as the only three movies in the chronology. Um, Star Wars Rebel, there was Clone Wars, which was set between Episode 2 and Episode 3. Then there was, there's now Star Wars Rebels, which is set about 14 years following uh, Return of the Jedi. And I think that's kind of an interesting... Or not, sorry, not Return of the Jedi. 14 years post um, uh, Episode 3. So I'm sorry, I got those confused. I don't want to confuse anyone. But these comics take place following A New Hope, with the exception of one. And I'll, I'll reference that separately. So you got Star Wars, Darth Vader, Princess Leia. There's going to be a Lando version. Again, I'm, I'm reading six months behind because I'm on the Marvel Unlimited app, so they haven't gotten to the Lando thing yet. But it, it takes place, and, and I think the unique part is, okay, the Star Wars comic itself, the individual Star Wars comic, takes place literally following uh, the Death Star before um, Empire Strikes Back. So you've got that period where there really wasn't a lot of storytelling because it seems so compact. So they've won. They're trying to find a new place for the base. They're, they're doing their thing. They're trying to you know, hit, the, hit the Empire again hard. Uh, that's a unique t- somewhat of a unique take, but not totally unique. Getting to the Darth Vader comic, and this is a guy who had very little screen time in, the first, in, in, in uh, New Hope. So we, we have built him up into be this mythic character, and he had much more in Empire Strikes Back and much more in uh, Return of the Jedi. But in the first Star Wars, New Hope, he didn't have that much screen time. So it really, he's larger than life in that sense. And the comic is written from his perspective, where he's kind of on the outside. He's trying to build his own network of, of evil, effectively. Um, and it, it's told... The blurb that goes in the front, like the crawl that goes up the screen from the movies, they had that in the beginning of each each comic book. And it really tells the story from the Empire's perspective, how they were savagely attacked and brutalized as they're just trying to bring peace to the Empire. It, it, I took it as very unique, and I, I enjoyed it. So he's trying to build this network because he's on the outs with the Emperor. There's this mysterious person with the Emperor, and he thinks he's going to be replaced, um, and he's just trying to... You know, position himself to remain in power. Then you have Princess Leia. Okay, admittedly, probably the weakest of the characters from the original trilogy. Sim- I mean, main characters, simply because she just doesn't. She doesn't have a lot to her because we don't know a lot about her backstory. We know a lot about Luke because we see him from the opening. We know a little bit more about Han because of his interaction with Jabba and things like that. 
we know that Princess Leia is from Alderaan, and we know that she's in the Imperial Senate, and that's about all we know up to this point. So this really gives a little more fleshing out of her, her as a leader, her as a princess, her as you know a little bit more about Alderaan that we didn't really know, um, how she's not universally liked even by the rebel forces who think she's an ice queen. Uh, it, it, it's, the, it's a take that I haven't seen done. Uh, but once, once it's presented on paper, you're like, oh, that makes sense. I get that. I, why didn't I see that before? Well, you didn't see it before because it was never really talked about. She was admittedly in a George Lucas-style motif, not really dwelled on much. So it's really interesting to see this take. Uh, and the last one is Kanan, the last Padawan. And this is really the Kanan from uh, Star Wars Rebels. And it, it looks at his early days right around the end of Episode 3 where the, the Jedi were being massacred. And it's really focused on him as the last Padawan. Um, the Star Wars Rebels is taking place 14 years later after this occurs. So this is him as an adolescent. And it's interesting as well. Again, this is before the other three that I've just talked about, Star Wars, Darth Vader, and Princess Leia occur. Because those are occurring post-New Hope. And Kane and the Last Padawan is occurring post-Episode 3. So you've got to be... You've got to flip back and forth. If you're reading them in, in sequence, you're going, Oh, wait a minute. This is occurring before this other stuff. So it's, it's very interesting um, to see. But I, I wanted to bring this up because I'm sure a lot of people said, Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it is technically in the Marvel Universe... Um, but it's in a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. So it really isn't in the Star Wars, in the Marvel universe, but it is. And it's interesting to see the Marvel take, the t- Marvel take of today, on these characters. And it's getting me excited for the movie. Not that I wasn't excited before, because I certainly was. But it's getting me even more excited for the movie. And I think if you haven't checked out the Star Wars comics, whether it's Lando, Han. <laughs> Kane and the Last Padawan, Princess Leia, Darth Vader, whatever. If you haven't checked those out, you really need to because I think you're going to enjoy them immensely. And I think there's a lot there to like. There's a lot there to follow. And I'm actually enjoying waiting for the next uh, issues because I think this is great. I I, I enjoy this. Now, I didn't pick them up originally uh, at the beginning of the year because I just had other things I was doing. And I was just looking around. I finished a couple things in Marvel Unlimited. And happened upon this uh, Star Wars event, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I mean, I like Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars guy. I didn't really enjoy them, the early ones from the 70s. I didn't enjoy the Dark Horse stuff. I read here and there on that. I just didn't enjoy it as much. This I'm enjoying. And it, maybe it's because it's familiar. It's just familiar enough for me to know, but it's it's different enough for me to have something new to, to think about and talk about. And I think that's what it is for me, and probably for most Star Wars fans, unless you're a diehard, you know everything, you've read all the previous canon, which is no longer canon, and you think, okay, that was great, but, well, this is going to give you something that maybe you have just enough comfort with that it it doesn't feel totally alien and strange, no pun intended, but a a lot of the artwork looks like the characters from the movie. They're not trying to recreate into something else. I think Princess Leia is probably the one that looks least like Carrie Fisher, but um, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, even some of the bit park 
characters in there look like their characters. And I think that's that's kind of cool how they're kind of thrown in there. And you're maybe seeing the connection on how they got to be where they were. Uh, Admiral Akbar, you know, is in there. It, it gets in there. You, you saw Admiral Akbar in Return of the Jedi, and that was it. Well, where else was he? You had to assume he was there before that, but... You know, there he is. You don't become an admiral just showing up one day. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, I find it interesting. I think if you haven't checked it out, you should because I think you'll enjoy it immensely. And I, I just feel like there's 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 nuggets. I, I'm really getting. I'm really really enjoying this Marvel Unlimited. I like that there. It's forcing me to look at things and read comics that I wasn't reading before, and I think that's a good thing. So. Take that for what it is. I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Hit me up at uh, Hannah Tree Prod on Twitter uh, or Hannah Tree Productions uh, on HannahTreeProductions.com for the website. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's info at HannahTreeProductions.com, H-A-N-N-A-H, if you like to spell Hannah. Uh, look forward to hearing from you and getting your take on this. And maybe you have a different take on this, and I certainly welcome your opinion, and I'd love to uh, go back and forth on that because – uh, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there's something even better that I haven't heard of. Please let me know. All right. I'll talk to you next time. I'm Chad. Good night. <laughs>